Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to rants, real answers to narcissistic teachings on spirituality with Dr. J.D. Mills. What's going on, people? This is your host, Joshua Mills, Dr. J.D. Mills, in the building again. Uh, it's been a little second since we've uh, done a podcast, but... I'm excited to be here with you guys once again um, to be able to share um, some of my thoughts, my inner thoughts, and just being able to be in this moment um, to be able to just uh, bring a different perspective. So today I want to talk about um, the dark side of God, right? <laughs> and I know some of you are like, what in the world is he talking about the dark side of God? Um, that sounds like a, such a contradiction from the concept of what we understand God to be, um, most of our um, uh, introduction to Christianity or belief systems, um, um, we believe God is this benevolent God, this God of of light, this God of just everything, just perfect, right? And everything negative that we face in our lives comes from this opposite entity, this devil or this demon or this this place of a uh, void of love so today i just want to share with you guys just kind of like a little conversation in my mind that i've had um in my time of study my time of de- de- dedicating to the study of scripture and different things of that sort so there's a particular passage in genesis chapter 1 verse 1 uh, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was out form and void, and the darkness, darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the face of the waters. And then verse 3, Genesis 1, it says, and then God said, let there be light. Now, before we can even get to the light concept of God speaking, let there be light, there's a... I think that there's a glorious message in the first two verses of this stanza of this particular chapter. One, God creates the heavens and the earth without opening his mouth until verse three, when he says, let there be light. 
the most powerful message about that, just that phrase is how does God create without opening his mouth? The way he created was with thought. And to think that we have the ability to think like God or to be in the space, um, I truly believe that, that the Bible or in other holy books there are um, really gives us an opportunity to see a different perspective of, of a different framework or a higher consciousness that we all have as individuals available to us uh, to us and accessible to us. And so here it is, we look at this allegory, this concept of we want to look at it as allegory, not so much as trying to prove God, but just to glean from this particular phrasing, in the beginning, God creates you have an ability, I have an ability to create with my thoughts. Your thoughts become things. If you never heard anybody say that, let me say it again. Your thoughts become things. So what are you thinking on? Like, what are you dwelling on mentally? Like, what are you focusing on? Because whatever whatever you're yielding the faculties of your mind to, that's what you become, right? That's what you see. That's the result of it. And then when you start getting into a little deeper study of it and understanding of the mind, the way the subconscious mind works, you begin to understand the more that you focus on a thing, the more it begins to attract to you. You become a magnet to the very thoughts that consume your life. So if they're negative, then you become a magnet to negativity. If they're positive, then you become a magnet to positivity. So things begin to come to you, begins to flow to you. And so when we begin to find ourselves in this space here it is, God is in a process, in a moment, and he's thinking, and what he's thinking begins to manifest so much to the point that now where there was nothing physical, something physical shows up, verse 2, the earth shows up in this picture and was without form and void. And that's how it is a lot of times where our thinking, with our thoughts we, we, we don't really have a formation to our thoughts, but the thoughts begin to come and what we choose to dwell on and how we begin to, to just meditate on it, it, it begins to materialize in the midst of us. It's kind of like um, the more you focus in as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, right? Um, what you see every day, the, there's another passage that says... Um, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And a lot of times when we look at that passage, we think that it's only speaking of the Bible, but it's truly dropping a nugget of or gem of life. And it's saying whatever you submit your hearing to continuously over and over again, it builds up a, a belief system to you. It builds your faith. It builds the space of your identity, of what you believe of yourself. So here it is, God in the beginning, there is no time, there is nothing, and then all of a sudden, out of his thoughts comes manifestation of, of a form, a formation of something called earth, dirt. And it's without form, there's no form to this formation. And it's void. It means it's lifeless and darkness is upon the face of the deep and the face of the deep and the spirit of the Lord was hovering on the face. So, so when we look at this concept, when we look at this, 
the picture of our minds when we begin to formate and begin to track and begin to train and begin to think on things, begin to be a formation. Um, and there's manifestation that takes place within the ether or of the concept of the higher consciousness, your your conscious, your aware consciousness, like right? You got the subconscious, which is what you're not aware of, which is the way we're able to breathe without thinking on breathing. But then you have the conscious mind that, that says, okay, if the doctor says take a breath, then you consciously take a breath, right? So it's in the same concept um, that this formation of things begins to happen in our minds. And it's kind of like that um, even in how we deal with things in life and how we deal with inter interact with people. Like what we think on concerning our person can literally materialize or begin to manifest. And we're wondering why uh, we're running into this type of situation with this type of person. But if you're entering into it with a preconceived notion, you've already set yourself up for the diagnostic or the outcome of what it is is going to be. And a lot of times uh, when we go into situations, we do have preconceived notions. So we got to think on that. Um, so let's get back into this. So. It's without form, the thought. Here it is on the spirit of war. I've, I've just looked at this. When I looked at this particular passage again, I was just seeing it. And I'm like, man, here it is. Nothing is there. And then something comes. And in the midst of something coming, the first formation of it is darkness. And I just begin to look at this. And I was just like thinking about it. And I was like, man, this is amazing. It's, it reminds me of kind of like this picture of a woman's womb like when she's pregnant with a child when you have the um the consummation of a man and a woman um and they are intimate and then they he releases in her the seed into her that thought into this plane of this womb that's there's nothing this void that's there but then all of a sudden poof out of nothing these cells begin to come together and begin to multiply and begin to divide begins to Separate and begin to become something. We got the nebro egg and the sperm come together, and you make this this fetus. And I'm sitting here looking at this, and I'm like, man, this is amazing. That in this moment, in this few stanzas, we see a picture of a womb, and in the midst of the darkness, life, breath that passes also says in the the spirit of God was hovering on the face of the water. So there's in the spirit of your mind, in your thoughts, in the space, there's a spirit. There's a there's a light force. There is a source of breath that's in those places that begins to hover over the face of the waters or hovers over the concept of of life that's in this space, this formless space is full of life. But the question is, is what picture are you going to create? Like, what are you going to birth out of this womb, out of this space? But here it is in this allegory. Spirit of the Lord is hovering on the face of the waters and the spirit of the Lord is there. And then he says, let there be illumination. Let there be light. Now, here's the part I want to get to today. We're talking about the God of the dark side, the God of darkness. A lot of us, our perception with darkness that comes, we automatically think a lot of times that, that darkness is evil. 
darkness is against God. But here it is, we see this picture where this womb is going on and there is darkness in the midst of it. And in the midst of the darkness, all these things are being created. All this stuff is formulating. I want to submit this to somebody that's listening. You may be in your darkest moment. But what I've come to find out is in the moments of darkness, of your greatest darkness, sometimes those will be the the greatest moments of innovation. Those will be the moments where you begin to formulate in your mind the willpower, the, the tenacity, the drive, the grunge to say, you know what, I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to give up. I can't give up here. I can't die in this place right here. I gotta gotta do something different. I gotta create something. I'm I'm in the midst of this. I may not be able to see myself or see my way, but in the midst of it, I know that change is inevitable. It's, it's gotta come. And 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 the moment that it comes, and check this out according to this allegory, the moment that it comes is the moment that God sees fit to say to say, let there be light. Darkness is inevitable. It's going to happen. Things are going to happen. We're going to have our ups and our downs. But what is important is what we name it. So you continue to read in this passage. It goes on, says, let there be light. And then God goes on and begins to talk about, uh, he saw the light, the light was good. And then he divided the light from the darkness. He gave the darkness a name. He called it night. And so the evening, the first day. Now, this is so powerful here real quick. I'm going to get into this. Um, in the midst of the darkness, God doesn't do away with it when the new, the new light comes or when the, when, the, when the new opportunity or something unveils itself. He doesn't do away with the darkness. He gives it an assignment. The question is for us is how do we give our moments of darkness an assignment how do we give it a name how do we use it to overcome or to um to go into the next place or to birth into the next position and and the, the simplest matter of it the simplest place of it is what i've come to understand is really how you perceive your darkness if you perceive it as gut-riching that it nothing can change or is stuck and I can't believe I'm in this place or do you see those moments of darkness and those quiet moments uh, as an opportunity for growth for nesting for something to create something to mold over something to begin to think on something you know this scripture says and the spirit of the Lord was hovering on the face of the waters um, another version says the spirit of God was brooding over the face of the waters I think the King James version says that What's interesting about that stanza, the word brooding, brooding means to mull over. It means to contemplate, to think on, to meditate on. And a lot of times when we're in darkness, when we're in the dark moments of our lives, when we're feeling down, depressed, different things, we don't tend to think on while we're in this space. We kind of tend to think on the fact that we don't like being here in this space. Oh, I think I said something there. We tend to mold over and just think on and what we don't like about being in this position versus actually using this moment as a moment to do introspection and retrospection of who we are and 
uh, where we are and how do we get to where we are and so we can change the outcome so we won't continue to re- receive the same results. A lot of times we only just think about, I don't like being in this space. I hate feeling alone. I hate feeling like this. And I'm submitting to you tonight or today, whenever you read this and listening to this, submit to you that darkness is not against you. Darkness is a part of life. It's a part of this thing. And if there was no darkness, there wouldn't be rest. We need times of rest. We need times to be awake. We need times to sleep. We need time to be in that space. And there's a there's a glorious balance that comes in that place of rest. And sometimes it's those moments of darkness that we finally get alone by ourselves and we finally are able to really see ourselves we live in such a world that's so superficial where everything is around us everything is going on um everybody's trying to show the best side of them they want to show the the best pictures and they want to post all this good stuff on social media and different things which is i understand nobody wants to show their negative side nobody wants to show when they're dirty you know but the the realistic side of it is i think a lot of times we we lose sight of the fact that life happens when we are constantly inundated with social media at times and that we're always seeing this good stuff. And so we don't see the moments when those people who are doing very well and very good, when they've had their dark moments and what they chose to do to overcome that. And I think that that's something that's glorious in that. And I think I think when we start thinking about glory or what is glorious and what is needful a lot of times we don't always think that darkness is needed um, that the the low moments are needed but you know there's this guy named uh, who's lived named King David um, and he said something in one of his writings he says it was good that I was afflicted I mean who says that right like who who actually in their right mind <laughs> goes through a situation, a circumstance, comes out of it and be like, yeah, it was good that I was afflicted. It was good that I went through that. I think the person who says that is someone who has come to a realization of himself or herself that in spite of what I face, in spite of what I've gone through, nothing could take me out. Nothing could end me. But me, how I view my situation, how I view my circumstance can be the only thing that that literally shapes my world or shapes my reality. And so here it is. We can look at darkness as a negative connotation or we can look at it as, as a part of life and it's necessary. It's necessary sometimes to talk and sometimes it's necessary to be quiet. Sometimes it's necessary to be seen and sometimes it's necessary to not be seen. Sometimes we got to move in stealth. Sometimes we got to make a a loud roar and say, listen, here I am. Boom, check me out, right? Learn not to demonize your dark moments. That's what I want to get to today. Don't allow your dark moments that are fleeting, that comes... There's a part of this cycle called life because we go through those cycles, the ups and downs um, in this in these rotations of this life. Right. In the midst of those things, be careful not to demonize yourself and demonize your circumstance. 
based on how it may seem and how it may appear to other people, right? You can never live your life in a space, in a position where you continuously compare yourself to what other people have and what other people are doing. Because when we do that, we shortchange ourselves and we shortchange uh, the message of what we're supposed to receive from our process. I've, I've been quoted to say um, that the glory is not the end of the story. The glory is the journey itself being unfolded. A lot of times we want to be at the end of a thing, but it's the very thing that we're in the midst of and how we're moving and how we're maneuvering, which is the very essence of what's being revealed, like who we truly are, like the pressure in life causes us to move a certain type of way. And it, it typically reveals to us if we're paying attention things in us that we didn't even know we had access to I'm telling you not to demonize your dark moments take your moments that's necessary begin to think on it begin to look at it because out of the darkness out of this picture of this womb comes life the light didn't come out of nowhere it came out of the midst of the darkness I think some of you are literally like one dark moment away from the greatest innovation of your life. But you have to diagnose your darkness the right way. And you cannot diagnose it within the space of it being negative and being evil or against you. Darkness, can I say this? I know it's going to sound crazy. Darkness in our lives is not against us. Darkness comes to reveal to us our light. If light is all around us all the time, how can you appreciate your illumination, your ability to illuminate? You're constantly around light all the time. It shows you who you are. Darkness has a way of revealing what's on the inside of you. Sometimes darkness is necessary. But once again, the outcome is going to be on you. You either can do what we see the picture here in Genesis, where God didn't rebuke the darkness. Instead, he gave it a name and gave it an assignment to work for him. Or we can typically continue to do the same thing we've been doing, which is running away from the darkness. We're so busy trying to run from fear. Run from the negative, run from the thing that doesn't look so good, that doesn't feel so good. We we typically run from it. And that uh, one of my mentors said to me, uh, he said, Joshua, pain doesn't come in your life to be painful. It comes to show you where there needs to be adjustments. The question is, is what is the master teacher of pain teaching you? What is the master teacher of pain trying to reveal to you? I know that sounds crazy because it's like pain is like pain. Like what? But to say pain is not against me, it's for me. It's a foreign concept. But I'm here to tell you that if you're willing to look into the pain, one of my other mentors said, he said, Joshua, if you if you want to make your life hard, then keep trying to do stuff easy. If you want to make your life easy, you got to be willing to do what's hard. And the hard thing is to look at your darkness, to look at the pain, to look at what seems totally against what you want. You got to look into it. 
not run from it, not try to suppress it. And I think that that's what society has called us to do. A lot of times we're so busy trying to have a good time and be excited all the time and have all these positive endorphins and dopamine chemicals being released in our brain. And if it don't make us feel good, then we don't want to be a part of it. But sometimes it's necessary for us to go through that pain and go through that darkness because it begins to bring balance to us. Once again, darkness is not against you. And God, Yah, Allah, whatever you want to call him, however you view source, the truth of the matter is source did not create darkness to defeat you. Source created darkness as a part byproduct for you. To make you complete, to make you whole. I know that's a whole lot. But listen, remember, you're possible. And with you, all things are possible. All right? I'll be talking to you guys soon. Peace.